Welcome to Bible Theory Podcast, hosted by the Chicano Knox. Finally, a podcast about the church for the church. Bible Theory is for the streets, homie. This ain't your boy scout, choir boy type of podcast. This is for the Vato Locos who have been saved by the blood of Christ, homie. Coming straight out of Geneva. Donde están mis soldados reformados? Bienvenido a la Teoria de la Biblia podcast con el Chicano Knox. You are now entering into the reform state of mind, homie. Where we study ecclesiology and take it to the streets, homie. Coming from that five solas. Coming from that reformed underground railroad, homie. Coming from that West West 1646, What's going on, my peeps, my Bible theorists, my field bros, my sheologians? Uh, this is your boy, the Chicano Knox, coming live and direct from the Reform Underground Studios. And, you know, uh, this is season four already, you know what I mean? And it's been a blessing to talk about the church, talk about ecclesiology, the doctrine of the church. But here in season four, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about mission, missionology. We're going to be talking about uh, evangelism, a little bit uh, on the outskirts of ecclesiology, because everything relates to the church. God is all about his bride. God is all about, um, you know, Jesus made a promise and he said, I will build my church. And that's what the podcast is about. I want to I want to zoom in. I want to talk to missionaries. I want to talk to pastors, authors, theologians, all those, everybody. And not just seminarians, librarians, you know what I mean? And, you know, um, but anyways, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to Bible Theory. If you have not, uh, subscribe, hit the little bell in the bottom. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody listening to me in Thailand. I found out in, Adel- in my analytics, uh, I got people in Thailand way down there. So uh, God bless everybody out there. Thank you so much. Uh, let me know where you're listening, um, Bible Theory on, and where you're from. Anyways, I got. Someone special with me today. I got uh, Mr. Martin. You know, I got a brother from Cali. He's um pretty close to my neck of the woods, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, Brother Martin, why don't you introduce yourself to people who don't know you? Uh, let us know uh, what you do and who you are. Uh, what up? My name is Martin Velasquez, a.k.a. Mr. Friedman. <laughs> I got to come with the sound bites, bro. Uh, yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. Like I said, my name is Martin Velasquez. Uh, I'm an elder at the Reformed Church of Los Angeles. I'm from uh, Orange County, Southern California. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Like I said, I'm an elder. I'm a brother. You know what I mean? I'm just a just a Chicano dude that's, that's into Reformed theology and wants to spread it to the hood. You know what I mean? That's that's basically who I am. Also, I also, Amen, did, bro. also did a podcast called Reformed Raza. Uh, haven't been, you know, with it lately, been a little on a little hiatus. But we 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 coming back, you know what I mean. So you know, above all things, you know, I also do a podcast on the side once in a while, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, bro. It's all about the seven one four man represent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amen, bro. Uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about something pretty big here. We're gonna try to tackle it. We're gonna try to cover it. So if we don't cover everything, if you're listening, it's all right. Show us patience. Give us right. some love. <laughs> We're going to be talking about missionology and the mission of God, or Missio Dei, I guess, a little Latin for you. Uh, but real quick, uh, Brother Martin, in, in your own words, if you wanted to explain it, what is the mission of the church? 
uh, you know, for someone listening who may not know or somebody who's listening who may know, they need to be reminded, perhaps. In, in your own words, go ahead and, uh, you know, give us some some of the knowledge, bro. Uh, what is the mission of the church, bro? Yeah, man. So pretty much without getting, like, confused and seeing, you know, going to all the ins and outs of, of what is the mission of the church, you know, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the details, but basically, in a nutshell, the ultimate and final mission of the church is to glorify God. You know what I mean? The question is now, like, how do we do that? The, how do we do that is how, you know, how Jesus said, um, let, the, let the world see our light that we may glorify, you know, our Father in heaven. So the, the ultimate end of the Christian in, in his mission is to glorify God. And the way we do that is by, you know, uh, spreading the gospel, being evangelistic, being, uh, um, being having that mindset that Jesus had is to go out into the world and spread his gospel. And through that, you know, the, the church was established, not just so that he can, the church can be established on earth, but the church was established on earth to be on mission, to, to be those missionaries for Jesus Christ, to go out there and spread his gospel, that he may be glorified and that he may, be, he may receive the, his, his reward for the suffering, um, for his suffering on the cross. And his reward is the redemption of his people. So even as Calvinists, we can take this um, um, mission seriously because we know that God has people scattered all over the world. And so our mission is to proclaim the gospel that those people may come to saving faith, that God may be glorified through his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Amen. And that gives us, uh, um, you know, it should give us reassurance, you know what I mean? Like comforting, a comforting reassurance to know that God has it covered and to give us reassurance in one sense to say, hey, uh, God knows who's going to be saved and God does save us to the uttermost. That's right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's only our little job to go deliver the message, you know what I mean? And leave the results up to God. But at the same time, we got to put in that, that work. We got to move our feet. We got to put on those shoes, those Cortezes. We got to go out there <laughs> And speak, right? We gotta go out there and speak. That's right. That's right. For me, I got chucks on, bro. I haven't been able to find Cortezes since the pandemic hit, bro. And I'm super <laughs> disappointed in that, bro. I know God is sovereign. But I'm like, Lord, bring me some Cortezes. I may go out and proclaim the gospel. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got chucks on, so I'll take them chucks to the hood. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, that's 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 the mission right there, dude. That 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 we we may go out there and knowing that God has people out there. You know, a lot of people get it, you know, twisted and get it have misconceptions about, you know, Calvinists, especially people from, you know, the people that, that, that I'm around with and, and, and deal with like Chicano uh, circles, Christians, you know, who are, who are mostly Armenian, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Us as Calvinists, we have the, the assurance knowing that God has people out there. God will save mm. people, you know what I mean? So we have that assurance knowing that God has elected and predestined his people for salvation. Who that is, I have no idea. But my mission is to go out there and proclaim the gospel that the father may draw his people to himself by the, the, the sacrifice of his son, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through rege regeneration, through the effectual call of the gospel, people will be saved and people will come. That's an assurance that, that we have as, as Calvinists. You know what I mean? Uh, the Armenian mm -hmm. doesn't have this assurance. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to convince people um, to come to Christ by their own free will. Scripture says that no one seeks after God. No one mm -hmm. seeks after God. Unless it's by, you know, the, spirit, the Spirit's calling. 
So we have that assurance that it's God's job to save people. My job is to proclaim the gospel. That's it. So mm-hmm. if I'm proclaiming the gospel, I'm being 100% successful in evangelism because mm-hmm. that's my job is to proclaim the gospel. God's job is to save, you know, through his, through the Holy Spirit, he's going to regenerate his people. My job is to proclaim the gospel. So once I proclaim the gospel, I'm being successful because I'm, I'm fulfilling the mission that, that Christ has given his church is to spread the gospel. Right. Amen, dude. That, that, that gives us such a, and I know for me, when I, when I understood election, um, reprobation, all those things, um, God's sovereignty, it was like such a huge relief for me because it's like, I don't have to save people. You know what I mean? Like before it, it was like, I felt, um, I needed to save people. You know what I mean? I felt like I needed to like get as much people convinced, like you said, and, and persuaded. I need to work on my words. I need to work on my approach. I need to be convincing and I need to be like a, like a, maybe a, a little bit of alarmist, a little bit sensational. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it was up to me, you know what I mean? And if I failed, it, it was, it was like a extra stress that I yeah. carried. You know what I mean? It was like, man, like I failed and, and I, I can't do the job right. So it was a lot of letdowns because in my Armenian days, it was, yeah, it was up to me and it was up to them. So therefore it was like a huge disconnect most of the time because I didn't get the results I wanted, which was people coming to Christ. But now as a, as a Calvinist, like you said, we don't have that responsibility. We don't need to carry that weight. We, we don't carry that weight because God is the one who is strong enough, uh, who is qualified, right? Who is qualified um, to save people because at the end of the day, we are not qualified to save people. In the mission itself, we are invited to participate. Isn't that crazy? That God is strong enough and qualified to save people. He does all the heavy lifting, but yet he invites us to participate in this um, job opportunity, I guess, right? I would say that we get to be participants in his glory because Mm. um, what we're doing is bringing glory to the triune God. And for us that we, we get to participate in bringing him glory, that's glorious in itself, knowing that the almighty creator God who, you know, who created the heavens and the earth, that we rebellious sinners who have been saved by grace get to partake in, 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 in the glory of God. You know what I mean? Not that we get glory to ourselves, that we give glory to God. That's how we become partakers of the glory of God is, is being missional and, and, and bringing his gospel that people may be, may be saved. You know what I mean? And you bring mm-hmm. up a good point, bro, about that, you know, um, about convincing people, you know what I mean? The, we can get easily lost and discouraged in the mission when we focus on our efforts and bringing glory to Christ or, or bringing the gospel to people and focusing on more how many people got saved, rather how much evangelism did we do, you know what I mean? And, and to focus on our efforts is missing the point of the mission of the church because the mission of the church, we, we, we drive our, I, I guess I would say our motivation from God himself, because when we talk about mission, we want to bring it down to its, its uh, very core. Um, the triune God, there was a divine conversation between the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, where there was an agreement that the Father will send the Son to, to, to redeem a people for himself. And through the Holy Spirit, 
um, people will be regenerated. So the father submits to the to, to, to the so the son submits to the father's will and goes down to earth to suffer, uh, to be on a mission, right? To to, mm. to fulfill righteousness, to 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 fulfill the law, and to suffer and die on the cross for his people, and to resurrect from the dead. His mission, you know. Before before we get to that topic though, that that's a huge one. I do yes. have a question about that. That's awesome. But right. real quick, let's let, 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 let's put the reverse and let's back up and let's introduce it. Let's introduce it, right? Because um, right. people are like, people might be out there, people who are listening in and yet are skeptical, not convinced. And they're saying, hey, all I need is the Bible. That's all I read. Okay, fine. Where can you show me from scripture that 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 the mission for the church or, you know, the, the doctrine of missions, right. That everybody that, you know, the church is here for planting, planting churches as a part of it. Right. That's a little equation, but like maybe um, people are out there want to be shown from the text of scripture or a biblical case, right. What is the mission of God, right. The missional day. So if you want, you could take us to Genesis, you could take us to Leviticus, you could show us the covenants, like we're trying to get right now. we're trying to get deep like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there might be people out there be like, listen, like that's good that you're talking like that, but like where is it? Book, chapter, and verse, where is it? You know what I mean? Because there's always those type of people out there. So I want to cover my ground and I want to <laughs> be like, okay, here's the book, chapter, and verse in context. There you go. <laughs> My my favorite one actually is to go to Psalm eighty nine. Um, Psalm eighty nine. Yeah, let me go through it right quick. Uh, it's a uh, let's see, and it's it's a uh, it's a messianic psalm, um, and I love uh, to to go through this psalm because um, we see how how God how the Father is talking to the Son. But the thing about that that we need to recognize in order to go to these kind of scriptures is um, we need to recognize messianic texts in, in the Psalms to be able to understand mm-hmm. how a certain scripture that may be, you know, saying David's name is actually referring to, to the son. And there's actually this divine conversation between father and son. Right. And so I think one of the most. Um, one of the biggest ones here, I'm trying to find it, my bad, bro. Psalms 89, right? It's Psalms 89, yes. All right, that's... uh, Going to a specific verse. That's uh, 52 verses. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I love this portion right here, bro, because I'm trying trying to to get it, because I think right here. Okay. Okay, right here. Um, Psalm 89, verses... uh, Verse 20. It says, got it. I have found David, my servant. Right there, we can mm-hmm. we we see a reference to Christ right there because we know that you know Christ is the offspring of David. So when we talk about messianic psalms, when the when there's certain points where where it's referring to David, but it's actually referring to Christ. So this is one of those cases right here. Um, so uh, verse twenty, I have found David, my servant, with uh, my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. 
and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. Right there. So this is referring to 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 from the father to the son, saying, This is how this this is how I will establish my 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 son, my servant on earth. He will he will he will verse 20, he he uh, he has anointed him, he has he will establish him, he will strengthen him. Um, the wicked shall not humble him, he will crush his foes. Right there is a reference right away to Genesis that where the 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 the, the, the offspring of the woman will crush the, the head of the serpent right there. So we mm-hmm. even a glimpse all the way down to the beginning where it was prophesied from Genesis 3 that this is what the son will do. He will crush the head of the serpent. And that's a reference to Jesus on the cross. So right there is another reference right there. And um, verse 25, I will set his hand on the sea, his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation, and make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings in the earth. As a, a straight mm-hmm. a reference to Christ. Um, uh, being the firstborn from the dead, being the, the one who who will be the first one to resurrect from, from the grave. Um, and then verse 28, steadfast love, I'll keep him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, this covenant, um, this is what it's talking about. What we, what we reform people call the covenant of redemption is that there is a covenant made between Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, or this mission on earth that the son will come to die on the cross. And this is what it's referring to. My covenant um, uh, in verse uh, 25, my covenant will stand firm for him. Um, so that's where you get that right there. You know what I mean? Um, I yeah. will establish his, and then we go to verse 29. Now, this, now this is the church. I will establish his, his offspring forever. And his throne as the days of the heavens, if his children forsake my law, and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn my holiness. I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever his throne as long as the sun before me, like the moon, it, it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies, Selah. Right there, dude. If you, if you want to break down and interpret the, the scripture, um, right there is the mission, right there, of, of the Father sending the Son to earth to fulfill righteousness and, and salvation for the church. And the church, once it's established, um, God is, is faithful and committed to his church. Uh, but right there, that's not where it ends. Then we go to, you know, uh, Matthew uh, 28, where Jesus sends the, 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 the disciples and he says what? He says, go. Go there mm-hmm. and, and, and teach what I have taught you, baptizing everybody in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the mission of the church derives its, its, its mission straight from the mission of God. God has established his son on earth uh, to fulfill righteousness. He has established his church on earth to be a witness for him. And this, and we get this right here from, from Psalm, Psalm 89, you know? 
Amen. Uh, I, you know, well, one thing I do like uh, about that Psalm, you know, talks about his dominion, his kingship, his, his right to rule. Uh, all authority has been given unto me. Now go. Because, you know, being a commission, you know, and, and being sent by, by somebody in authority means you have to have authority. That person must have some kind of power, some kind of authority. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So imagine if the owner of the Dodgers or the owner of the Lakers, you know what I mean? Not to compare this to that, but just to use it as a, for, the, for, for the sake of words. You know what I mean? Like imagine if the owner of, of a, you know, the Lakers comes up to somebody and says, hey, you get to have access to any player you want in the NBA. You get to represent the Lakers. You get to come to the Lakers for free, represent, whatever. And all you got to do is spread the word about how great the Lakers is. Talk about the history. You get to uh, invite people to the games. You get to, you know, promote it. You get to like, you know, you have authority and power yeah. To, to 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 the Lakers kingdom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that means you have like that person, he must own the Lakers to, in order to for you, yeah. you know, for him to give you that kind of like power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if someone with limited power would say this, okay, you get to represent the Lakers, but you can't really, you know, yeah. do this or you can't really like talk to me around this time because you can only represent the Lakers around like October or November. That's about it. Yeah. Any other day, you know what I mean? There's a bunch of limit limitations and restrictions and like, there's not really that much power there. You know what I mean? And that, that's what I was saying. That, 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 that when it comes down to the question is then how do we glorify God and how do we do this? Right. And we do this through, through, you know, first, you know, first, uh, you know, planting churches, but then also the way we do it individually is we do things like this. We do podcasts, we do YouTube videos, we go evangelize the streets. We we do we use all kinds of 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 outlets to as you said promote the gospel, right? And in these mm -hmm. days we have more access uh to promotion more than ever. You know what I mean? All these social yeah. media outlets are are great evangelistic tools to to reach and uh reach people that wouldn't necessarily be reached. And you know what? We're the product of that. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. reason why we're doing this is because we were influenced by someone else to do it. You know what I mean? And we yeah. saw the need to do it. So we did it and we're fulfilling the mission of the church by doing that. You know what I mean? But um, this is not where it ends. You know what I mean? Um, all kinds of outlets, all kinds of different uh, uh, platforms are, are we can use to glorify God. But I believe the most effective one is the church plant. You know what I mean? If we mm -hmm. really do, uh, talk about being uh, missional, um, all that takes place in the church setting. So um, when people say that, you know, you don't need to go to church uh, to be a Christian and this and that, you know, and in a sense, that's true. Right. But we need to recognize that the importance of being in church because of, of the mission that we're on. We're not just going to church uh, just as a gathering group or as like a, a club or that's where my friends are at. So that's why I'm going to go kicking on Sundays. You know what I mean? No. Nah, right. We're coming here, first of all, to glorify Christ, to sit under the preached word, uh, to, to take the Lord's Supper, um, to, to glorify Christ. And through that, we can strengthen through the fellowship of the brothers and sisters um, to go on mission. That's where we get our strength. That's like our headquarters. Right. Um, church right. is the place where we get to, to, to come to, to worship God and, and have our souls refreshed so that we may continue the mission. Mm. Um, you know how truck drivers, you know, they got to stop by the way stations 
and and get and get filled and, and, they, and they get the rest areas and you know we need that as a church and that's that that's what church is it's our rest area it's our place where we get strengthened and 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 continue the mission because a person that's that stops coming to church is a person that's not on mission i mean that's mm. a straight out, you know what i mean i can't look mm. for at someone and be like oh this person is 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 on fire for the lord is on mission on a mission for god but he misses church you know every sunday yeah yeah you know? yeah no you don't go together i mean the Amen. mission is, is to is to not not only be in church but have that you know spiritual refreshness that we may go out there to a broken world and refresh the world the world through the through the freshness of the gospel you know mm. that's why it's so important you know this whole of, of, of being on mission so so to summarize it maybe um someone listening to it they're like wait a minute what is it uh, okay if you struggle with short-term memory loss or anything like that let me recap it so god is sending his son into the world to create a people for himself uh, so those people could glorify him. Now there's six point eight point billion. I don't know what the number is in population of the world now. Eight point billion, six point billion, seven point billion. I don't know. But let's just say there's eight. There's eight point billion in the world, right? For example, God knows who's going to be elected and saved. We got to go deliver that message. So whoever is going to get saved will get saved. And at the end of the day. Whatever that number is, let's just say it's 20 out of that 8 billion, there's 20 every day, whatever. Those 20 people, right, will fill up the pews on a Sunday. They will stay on mission. They will glorify God, right, every, day in and day out. So that, that's, in a nutshell, that's kind of like the mission day, the mission of God. That God is creating the people to glorify him, to worship him forever, right, and to enjoy him. Um, so real quick. Um, I think you touched on this earlier, but I really want to zoom in on this. So this is where we zoom in just a little bit more on this missio day, this mission of God. So we talk about the grand plan of how God is seeking a people to worship him in spirit and truth, just like what Jesus told the women at the well. But now let's go, let, let, let's zoom in and be like, okay, well, how does that make God the ultimate missionary, right? Because God sent, I think, I think you said that earlier, God sent his son missionaries are sent from the church right paul was commissioned by jesus obviously but he was commissioned by the church of antioch you know what i mean and, and so on and so forth right so so maybe if you want to you know take us through a couple scriptures or show us highlight a few things of how god is the ultimate missionary so man if we want to like take it back to the very beginning dude like when we see uh well, let's take it to 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 to, to the wilderness, right? Um, okay. People, God establishing His people in the wilderness, right? And so He right. had a laws, right? So you know, we mm -hmm. know under something Mosaic laws. What was the purpose of those laws? You know, what I mean, what was well, why why was God, like, uh, as people say, you know, so harsh in the Old Testament? You know what I mean? Um, because God is holy, and His mission is to set up to to establish a holy people. So when we see that in, 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 in the wilderness, all these laws were meant as, as an evangelistic tool to the world that his people are something else. So um, we, you had a lot of you know, pagan gods during those times, right? People sacrificing their children to Molech and, and, and all, these, all, the, all these other kinds of, of Egyptian worship and things like that. And they had the rituals and they had, you know, certain things that they wore and things like that for their you know, pagan practices. 
the reason God established laws, you know, all these kinds of laws is to set his people apart from the world. That people may may point to this group of people and and see what kind of God do through do they have that that they would, you know, not do the same things that we do, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. that's how God has always been the uh, evangelistic uh the ultimate missionary in the world is by setting his people apart in the world, having his people in the world, but not of the world mm-hmm. that people may, 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 may point to his people and then point to God and say, wow, what kind of, this God is different. This God is right. not like the, um, like Allah, or he's not like, you know, the Jehovah's witness version or the Mormon version of, of who, who God is. God is something else. I mean, he's, 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 he's not like these other religions. Um, so God has, has, has established this throughout history that God is something else than, than, than all these other, you know, pagan, um, false deities. Um, God has always been the ultimate missionary and he has done that by establishing his people, a holy people as, as, you know, um, my favorite scripture, uh, first Peter, uh, two, nine, is that we are a holy people, uh, a royal. Uh, let me let me read it, dude, because I like I, I butcher scripture sometimes trying to. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and uh, that's two nine, two nine, and that that's always been that's always been like the motto of like even the podcast that we do. You know what I mean? Um, First Peter uh, two nine, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that's how God has been the ultimate missionary is by establishing a people who are his own possession that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. Amen. God does more outreach to us. I think if I want to summarize it, God does more outreach to us than we do outreach to him. You know, he loved us first, right? He, he's the, um, the, the philosophy's first cause, mm-hmm. you know, the first movement, I guess, if philosophy people, philosopher lovers out there, uh, first love, first cause, blah, blah, blah. Well, God is the first cause, I guess, if you want to put it in philosoph- philosophical terms. He is, he is the first. Yeah, go, You know what I mean? He's the one that reached out to us. You know what I mean? We didn't reach out to God. You know what I mean? And... and you know, I think it was an R.C. Sproul sermon one time that I never realized how compassionate, loving God is. You know what I mean? Um, because he was saying um, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they uh, made um, for themselves uh, like clothing out of fig leaves, right? Fig yep. leaves. And then God comes down and, 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 and does, uh, um, let's call it, sacrifices an animal for their sins, blah, 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 and gives them animal skin. You know, he actually looks at them and has compassion upon their condition and says, dude, those those fig leaves are not good enough to keep you warm and to sustain you and to hold you. I'm going to give you better clothing. You know, it's not the best clothing, but it's better than that. Let me give you some animal skin to clothe you better, better because it because those fig leaves ain't, ain't, ain't good enough. <laughs> so it's yeah. like and then and, and, and then New Testament. He takes off those those animal skins and gives us, you know, Christ's righteousness, Christ's robes. You know what I mean? Um, 
So I, I really like that stuff, man. Um, so let, let, let's go on. Let, let's zoom in just a little bit. Um, what are some of the um, things that we could take away from Paul the Apostle, who, in my opinion, I think is probably one of the primary examples of somebody who was a missionary. Obviously, he was an apostle, which is a church office that no longer exists. But in the in the early church, he was an apostle. He was, um, but he was also also a missionary. You know what I mean? Like he went place to place. Oh, he was, you know, all things. So he was a little of everything, right? So like, you know, he was a little author. He was an author. He wrote like a, like thirteen letters. You know what I mean? He was a little of everything. So. Taking away one thing as as Paul being a missionary, just one thing. What are some of the things that we could look back to Paul and be like, here's some of the things we can learn. Um, he, he, here are some of the examples that he set for us to move forward that we could stand on these examples, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, I think the most important one actually is that. Through the hardships of ministry the mission doesn't stop Hmm. through the hardships of ministry. The mission doesn't stop because we see Paul struggling. Like Hmm. I have a hard time finding where, where Paul in the book of acts where, where there's joy in Paul, you know what I mean? Like, Hmm. you know what I mean? Like he writes to to, the letters. He goes, you know, um, pray for me, you know, because so-and-so has abandoned me. You know what I mean? Or in the book of acts that, you know, you know, Barnabas, he, he decided to, you know, take off, you know, or someone in love with this present world decided to, you know, to, to leave um, through, you know, and being imprisoned and through shipwrecked and all this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And yet he, Dude, ship, shipwreck would have got me, bro. bro shipwreck like, would have got me. Bro, yeah, bitten by a poisonous snake, dude, and didn't die, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, yeah. he didn't die, but, I mean, that must have hurt, you know what I mean? That, that, that probably would have got me, too. <laughs> Like bro, I'm done. Like, away, away. I'm done, bro. Bro, not I'm like, bro, like being I'm, 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 done, bro. I'm done. I'm like Indiana Jones, bro. I'm like, no, no snake. <laughs> For real, dude. And 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 through it all, the mission did not stop. He was not. Mm. He was not distracted. He was focused. Um, mm. because the mission was was not just something that that he he looked at from an outside perspective. He he took that mission. And took it personal. And says, and this is he says, this is not the mission of the church, per se. This is my mission. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This is what I gotta do. And if we take that mentality, um, of this is something that I need to do as part of the body of Christ, that we take it personal as a personal mission. This is my personal mission in life to glorify Christ, and I'm gonna do that through you know each and every way that I can. If we take that mentality we can learn from Paul that even through the most hardest of, of situations, the mission isn't going to stop. And trust me, it gets dark. It gets really, really tough to, to stay uh, motivated or to stay faithful. Um, when, when, when we are weak, but, you know, Paul says that he, he derives his, his strength, his, his, his strength, you know, from God through his weaknesses, you know, when he is weak, right. strong, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. the, most the most and the most dangerous thing that 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 you know we can face is 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 being um not burnt out but when we black out of mis- ministry 
you know, right. being out is that we're physically or mentally, you know, uh, weak and we can't go, you know, keep, can't go forward. We need to take a sabbatical, whatever. We're, we're burnt out, right? Yeah. But, but blacking out is losing focus on the mission. You're doing everything uh, mm-hmm. you know, physically. You're, you're, you know, you're doing Bible studies. You're, 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 you're uh, evangelizing this and that. But now it has become so routine that it's almost like a job. You know what I mean? It's like a, okay. like a, like a thing, like just a daily routine. And then the heart isn't there, but now you're just doing it because this is what you're supposed to, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. So black right. the mission is also very dangerous. You know what I mean? And the apostle Paul, um, he never blacked out. He always stayed focused through the hardest of, of times. Um, he never lost sight of the mission. You know what I mean? And I think that's something very right. important we need to learn that we the danger is in blacking out not necessarily burning out but blacking out losing sight of the mission um that 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 we have given by jesus christ you know that's a very important thing yeah absolutely um okay well let, let's go ahead and um use this as a springboard to zoom in on application mm. what is the motive to plant churches like people would be like you know what plant church well like like People walking up to you, like, what are you doing here? You, you know, you might say, well, we're here to preach the gospel. Here's the gospel track. What church you go to, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they were like, church, like, man, there's got to be a lot of churches in California. Isn't California a Bible Belt, man? Like, there's got to be so many churches in Orange County. Like, another one? You know what I mean? Uh, people might have that kind of um, attitude, but um, there's always the right gospel, the right mission. Like you said, um, with uh, the thought of glorifying God. So what what is the motive to plant churches in that sense? Man, the ultimate motive is that God would be glorified through, you know, these these church plants. But I can I guess more personally, uh, for me personally, um my motivation uh to start, you know, planting this church, hold on, make sure to plant these churches is, you know, my background, you know, I come from my parents were apostolic, right? So um mm-hmm. I grew up with a certain mentality that I couldn't, you know, say certain things or watch certain movies or listen to certain kind of music and stuff like that. And that, that stuck with me for, for a while, you know, and it is a, it's legalism. It's a form of legalism that does a lot of damage to the church. So when people get put on sound doctrine and then they realize the form of Christianity that they, they've been given, they see that there's an inconsistency there. So what we want to do is we want to bring sound doctrine to the reformed faith and and plant these churches and, and areas where, where there's no sound churches. And so for us in Santana, you have a lot of Pentecostal apostolic churches on some super whack charismatic theology, um, or you got Roman Catholic churches, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, you have a, a few sound churches. You know, I'm not going to say there's no sound churches in Santana. There are. There are. Um, but not necessarily from our tradition, which is the, right. the, the Dutch Reformed tradition. So um, there is a, a Presbyterian church there, but it's a it's a liberal denomination. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know that's you know that that's not good as anything. But so our our motivation is that we want to see um, people in the hood come to sound saving faith. You know what I mean? Because one thing that we see in the hood is just a lot of whack theology. And that whack theology hurts people, um, yeah. and 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 whack theology is not missional minded because they don't have this 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 concept or this doctrine of, of being missional. 
apostolic, uh, you know, people, they're, they're very dispensational, you know what I mean? They're very, very to themselves. And that drives, um, that, the, that derives their, their, their look of the mission of the church. You know what I mean? If, if everyone's just getting raptured and we're just waiting uh, uh, to leave this earth and any second Jesus can come, then there's no point in evangelism. There's no point right. in establishing uh, presence on this earth if we're just going to get raptured at any minute, you know what I mean? Right. And, and that theology it has, it's, it's working out. So that's why you have a lot of churches that aren't doing anything. They're not reaching mm. the hood, not, mm. you know, in the community. Um, and the ones that are, usually have some bunk theology, you know what I mean? Mm. So um, that's the scene right there in Santana. And there, there are, like I said, there are sound churches that are doing the yeah. work. But, yeah. but sh- 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 shouts out to Peter Bell and his new church plant. Um, out in La Cuatro, that's my dude right there you know what i mean yeah yeah um, uh yeah man they're, and there and praise god that there's there's this this awakening happening um where you know people are noticing hey there's not a lot of sound churches in the hood so what we want to do is is we want to be partakers of god's glory and planting sound churches healthy sound reformed covenantal churches in the hood because that's something that that we have not seen we have not seen that, you know, um, like if you look at any ghetto in, mm-hmm. in America, the word reformed church is not going to come to mind. Right. Right. Which is bad, which is bad. bad, bro, because, you know, how, you know, 500, over 500 years of the Protestant Reformation and and yet the hood hasn't been reached. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. I take that mission personally. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I do, too, bro. I do, too. And I feel for it, man. And. I, you know, you know, I left, I left Santana, but you know, I stay in touch with Santana. You know what I mean? Like I research it, I, I pray for it. I'm always, I always have it like one eye there, <laughs> because yeah. like you know, you know, that's how I found out about Rudy, Pastor Rudy, and uh, uh, Peter Bell. You know what I mean? Like I, I keep in touch, I keep in touch of what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, because I want to know what God is doing in Santa Ana. You know what I mean? And Cause that's my that's my hometown, and I have love for that. And I, I want to see Santana change. You know, Orange County, uh, you know, according to politics, is uh, is conservative yeah. compared compared to San Francisco County and all that. So it's like, well, shouldn't they be more more prone to uh, you know? Yeah, you know, but, but 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 the 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 council members of, of Santa Ana, they're more liberal leaning. So they're more liberal. Yeah, yeah. So there's that see here's the thing bro like like those are all the 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 ins and outs of of being part of the mission is dealing with these kinds mm-hmm. of things that we're, we are going to deal with with people who oppose us and we are going to mm-hmm. deal with people who who want to help us but have bad or liberal theology bro like we're going to deal with those things like yeah. like like and we need to remember you said something earlier, dude. That I wanted to talk about it, that that really like like it, it is important to understand too is the compassion that God has uh, for the world. God has a special mm-hmm. love for His people. We know that His elect people have a special benefit, have a special love from God. But God also mm-hmm. has a common grace love for mm-hmm. all of the world. He does. Mm-hmm. So that's why He lets the 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 rain fall on the just and the unjust. Both are going to benefit from God's reign. Both are going to, whether the one, one uh, uh, farmer is an atheist, another one a Christian or whatever it is, they're both going to benefit from God's goodness. And so if, if God is, has compassion, 
And if God is concerned with the general well-being of the earth, then we should be a representation of that as well. And so if people want to want to help us in our mission uh, by spreading by, you know, in spreading the gospel. And if these, you know, liberal leaning people want to give us a hand, I don't mind. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. mind because right. I'm doing is I'm showing compassion to this person that comes from God. It doesn't mean that I affirm what he believes. It just means that I'm treating this person as a human being. And I, I'm, I'm not going to get involved with uh, the politics of, of the country. And I'm just going to look at this person, although I strongly disagree with the things that he believes. I'm going to treat him with respect, with dignity, because God has a common grace, love for this person. Not that he right. has a specific love, but he has right. a, a general concern for his well-being. So I should have a general concern for this person's well-being as well. And that's, I think that's something that's, mis that's missing. Uh, um, I think that attitude is missing from the church because we've been so, I mean, I don't even know what you believe, bro, but when it comes to the whole politics, I ain't trying to get into that neither, dude. But I think that's just yeah. something that, 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 that's missing in this climate uh, of, of the churches. We've been too distracted from politics to love the, the other person whom we disagree with, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you know, whenever they want to arrest me for speaking about Jesus, that's how that's how I know things are getting like real, real. I'm like, yeah, dang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I know. here, bro. Then all right, you know, God be with you, peace. I'm gonna dust the, uh, dust the, the I'm gonna dust the, the dust off my feet, keep it moving, you know. Like, I'm going to Riverside, bro. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going back to LA, bro. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and hit up more application. Um, how can um, people be hood missionaries? The hood is unreached, like we said. Um, it's an urgent. It's an urgency. It hasn't been reached um, since the Reformation. There has been churches, right, being planted. So there are people starting to care for it. You know what I mean? There's a trend. Uh, for example, Pastor Rudy, Peter Bell, others. But you know, people out there are like, okay, how can I? What What are some tips? What are some things that I could do um, to get started? Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So, what 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 are what is your advice and encouragement for them? So, there's just three things that 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 people can do um, to help or support, you know, church plants in the hood and be actually partakers. Because it's not just like supporting, but you're actually partaking and making it possible for these mm -hmm. kinds of uh, ministries to happen. So, first, um, get involved. You know, what I mean, if if there's a uh, uh, a local sound church in your area that's that's you know doing hood ministry get involved you know what i mean um be be physically involved and 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 be a giver of of of, of your time of, of your you know talents uh for this mission so you can start by doing that but it, and 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 we have you know a couple of church plants you know you know we have one uh, starting up in Arizona we have one in San Bernardino got one in Orange County we got LA and Wilmington um, so if anybody is around those areas, you can get involved. You know what I mean? Um, the second thing you can do is um, you can you can give um, because one thing that, that that we don't have in doing hood ministry is the financial resources to do some some of the stuff that we want to do. Um, there's a lot of poverty, a lot of um, need, um, not just, you know, physical need, but, you know, there's a lot of a lot of different kinds of needs in the hood that require uh, financial support sometimes. Um, and so us being from the hood as well, we're not the richest people in the world. So 
uh, you can always give. You can always um, support financially uh, by being like a, a monthly donor or just giving, you know, a sum amount. That always helps out, you know what I mean? And you're actually making it possible for, for this kind of ministry to happen. Um, so you can be, you know, a partaker in that sense. Or you can pray. You know what I mean, pray for us because we're going to. We're going to need all the prayer in the world from all the saints all over the world to 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 be able to do this, because it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task. I mean, it sounds you know, awesome and glorious. Oh, you're planting a reformed church in the hood. That's so awesome. And this and that. It, it's, I'm telling you, bro, as being in, in it, bro, I haven't even started, yeah. but the preparation for it is not fun, bro. It is not yeah. fun. But it's is, it, is it, it, it but is it is it worth it? Almost well, definitely is it's worth it. And will you see the fruit and will you see the, the, the glory of God and will you see, you know, you know, you know, the power of God in it? Yes, you will see it, um, but you will experience some of the most darkest and hardest times in your life as well. So pray uh, for church planters, pray for those people who are doing hood ministry, because although it looks good from the outside, the inside is, is, is very tough. So either you can uh, uh, partner up by being getting physically involved, partner up by being financially involved or you can partner up by, you know, being you know, praying for, for these types of missions. Amen. Now let's talk about this work that we have cut out for us. We, we, we do have work that is cut out for us. Like you said, you know what I mean? And, and God did, did give us a brain to use and we, we don't walk into situations like, you know, just not knowing the situations. So like, like I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, to use a boxing analogy, like Canelo I'm sure he doesn't just wake up one day and just go fight. Like, I'm just going to fight this guy. Like, I think he thinks like that, but his trainer is like, yo, yo, slow down. You got to eat. You got to run. You got to retrain. You got to train your knuckle. You got to work, right? You got to work. You know what I mean? There's a lot of work to be done before you go fight that guy. You know what I mean? And same thing with, uh, you know, for those outdoors people. I want to go climb Mount Everest. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, slow down, bro. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's great. First of all, it costs a lot of money to go there. So how, how are you going to pay for that, that plane ticket, right? Round trip, right? I hope you make it back, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Like, um, have you ever climbed the mountain before? Like, okay. Um, you need shoes. You need really good shoes, bro, like to climb that ice. You know what I mean? You need, you need some jackets. You need really good jackets. You know what I mean? There's a lot of preparation that you need to do, um, you know, that in order to survive such a high climb one of the highest mountains in the world is mount everest there's only so many people that ever made it you know what i mean a handful you know what i mean and so it's, it's kind of like that that ministry like you were saying and, and you know what i mean and when i was looking at california statistics at pew research um what is wrong with and i think you touched on this earlier what is wrong with california's christianity according to pew research 13 uh, percent of of younger event of younger millennial report on paper to say that they are christian or evangelical so that's younger generation that's young young like younger than me and you young young bro that's 13 percent. that's that's pretty low bro that's pretty low bro like if if i was like a, a football coach and like i paid you 200 million dollars and all you did was like th- like run for six yards i'm gonna be like hmm <laughs> you know what? I have second thoughts about you. You know what I mean? Like maybe next year, I don't think I might, you know, I'm going to yeah. recruit. I'm uh, next year. I'm going to get a new running back. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so 
there's that that's the work. That's the cutout right there. Thirteen percent of millennials, younger millennials, are only evangelical in a state that is historically Christian, right? You go back to the Spanish movements of the, you know, the Spaniards who came to California and they set up missions and churches all over the state. And, you know, that's like the historical California, right? You go up to San Gabriel, that's a mission. You go to outside of uh, San Diego, there's a mission out there. You know what I mean? So there's missions all over the place from, from a historical supposed Christian state. But yet, 200 years after that, you only have 13. That's the future, bro. These kids are the future, bro. And you already said the council members are all liberal. You got people potentially going to arrest us because of the government. You know what I mean? So you, you, It's kind of like, you know, like we said in the very beginning, we're not in control. God is in control of saving all those people. That's so true. But there's a thing called human responsibility. We do got to put on the boots. We do got to go out there. We got to. You gotta preach, you gotta open your mouth, you gotta speak, walk in faith, trust in God with the results, right? But there's still gotta be preparation, there's still gotta be thought processes. You know what I mean? You you still gotta climb Mount Everest, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh so what what you know, what's wrong with, with California's Christianity, bro, for 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 thirteen percent only to believe in in, in a so called gospel, right? Bro, I mean liberalism bro is is i mean there's a reason why california is known as a liberal state bro because it it is you know what I mean? it, it really is you know what i mean so and that's the 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 tension that we have in in planting churches in areas where it's mostly liberals you know what i mean and that's also a problem too that has that is not just a a state problem but i think it's also a problem and it's evidence of what and i'm 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 going to point bro at the reformed church because you know that's that's you know that's where I'm coming from is is the fact that that there's such a strong liberal presence in the hood and there's not a, a strong not, I'm not I'm not gonna say Republican presence but just a strong conservative Christian presence that Reform people you know like to you know be the champions of the sure. fact that there's not a strong presence in the hood is evidence of of the lack of of specifically the reformed church that hasn't mm. done ministry in the hood and and i'm not afraid to say that bro because there's a lot of things that 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 the reformed church hasn't done to to make the state that that, that what it is um Amen, there's, bro. There's, there's been reformed churches in in in, in, in orange county bro um gearhart is yeah. one of one of the most um you know, prolific dutch reformed mm. people in you know in in, in, the, in the reformed church in america was in santana you know what i mean and in, in the early oh, 19- I, did, I didn't i didn't yeah. know that yeah yeah and so there's there's a, there's a history there so the, the fact that it has not been established in the hood means that you know the reformed church has a uh i'm not gonna say guilt or fault in that but if we claim to have sound theology sound reformed theology and we claim to be the the people who who have it, you know, have the access to the the sound, all the sound doctrine in the world, and yet we're not, you know, sharing that in the places where where it needs it the most, is is evident of what hasn't been done. So what's wrong with California's Christianity is that Christians haven't done their job. Mm, That's I'm, I'm not gonna point at the state and say the problem with California's Christianity is that it's a liberal state. 
no, the problem with California's Christianity is that sound Christians hasn't haven't done their job. They haven't done what they haven't been on mission. I'm not gonna say all of them, but because right, of right. it doesn't depend on one sole congregation. There's con many congregations that are, are doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And the fact that we have 13% is evident that there's people putting in work. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna say all bad and no one's doing nothing. No, that's right. not the case either. Praise God for the 13%. <laughs> 13%, man, I mean, that there's people that are on mission. There's churches that have this mentality, and praise God for those churches. Now we want to do is that we want to come alongside those kinds of churches to do ministry in the hood. Because we're not coming in as a as a saviors of the hood. No, we're right. coming in partnering with people who are already doing um, ministry in the hood. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not trying to bring something new. We're just trying to glorify God, and we need, we need the, the partnership of God's people who are already doing it in the hood you know what i mean so that yeah. we can work together it's not it's not my church versus their church or anything like that Nah, we got to do no. this together because 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 we're not doing this to establish our name that's, right that's, we're not doing that to 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 have a presence for ourselves right the mission is god's mission you know what right. I mean? so that's gonna happen who cares if our, our 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 church isn't known that's not the point we're not trying to be known we're trying to make christ known through the historic confessions through the historic uh, uh, Orthodox Christianity. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to bring glory to ourselves or bring a name, oh, Reformed Church of Orange County. Uh, no, we, we truly want to see people come to saving faith and people who have whack theology come to sound doctrine. Mm. That's what we want to see, you know what I mean? And whether that's whatever, you know, way God, you know, chooses to, 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 to do that is the way he's going to do it. Um, but we want to be on mission. So we don't we don't want to be on the on the on the on the side that it's not doing anything. We want to be about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's crazy because the reformers, I guess, in California has not done the job, I guess, more or less. Uh, yeah. But we're telling people they should join us. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know what, dude? The, the Reformation was a missional movement, bro. Like the reformers right. were missional. They were they were not just doing Bible study just for their people. They were they were doing commentaries and, and 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 writing things so that all people, everyone, anybody who has access can can come to sound doctrine. And they weren't just sitting in their house houses doing house church. They were out and reaching the community. They they had uh, uh, churches for the community, not just for mm -hmm. certain people, but it was actually in the middle of the center of the town, and and the presence was known in the community. And that has not happened. That we have lost sight of that. I mean, not not that we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to bring uh, a name for ourselves, but we're trying to establish God's church right in the middle of the hood so that people can recognize God is here in the midst. Man, man, th th this topic is deep, man. Um, <laughs> you know what? Um, let, let's go ahead and close this out, though. We, you know, um, any closing thoughts you have to add to the topic? Maybe you want to... Um, elaborate something a little bit more remind us of a couple things any closing thoughts yeah i mean i guess my closing thoughts would be like take the mission personally you know what i mean um we're all in this together the church the universal church is united should be united um so we should be able to 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 be on the same mindset we need to have the same mind that was in christ that we need to have upon ourselves is to take this mission personally and really be about it because we're living in a time where there's so much access to so much information that it's, it can be we can easily be confused 
um, for something that is not. But at the same time, we have so much access to sound good information that there's no excuse to not know your Bible or to not know anything about the word of God because it's, it's all been given to us. You know what I mean? So take the mission personally um, and, and be about it. Be active in, in your church. Be active in your community. Um, be an active Christian. You know what I mean? When, when, when I was in the hood, bro, when I was banging my hood, you know, one thing that we would, we would ask about another person, hey, is that hood active? Or is that, is that full active? You know what I mean? Uh, we need to be Christ mm-hmm. active. We need to be Christ active. We need to be active for the hood and to, to be like, that dude is active for Christ. That dude is active, you know what I mean? For the Lord. Mm. You know I mean? And not to, like I said, bring glory to ourselves, that we want to be about the mission of Christ, that we may point to him and bring glory to him that he may receive the due reward for his suffering. Amen, bro. Well, where can people find you? Um, they want to come, come in contact or listen to your show. Where can people locate you? Yeah, so we are Reform Rasa Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Apple, on Spotify. We're on Instagram, on Facebook, Reform Rasa. At, you know, Instagram, Reform Rasa Podcast on Facebook. Uh, like I said, we've been in a little hiatus for the past few months. Uh, things been life has been getting really busy. You know, we're we're in seminary now, and and you know it's a lot of a lot of a lot of business. But we definitely want to come back, and we want to come back harder than ever, and do things like this. You know, what I mean, have people on who are already doing ministry in the hood. You know, what I mean, and that's that's gonna be our focus for our next season is that we want to bring people on who are doing ministry in the hood. You know, what I mean, um, amen. But yeah, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can search uh, Reformed Church of Los Angeles. Um, reformchurch.la um, yeah um, you can find us you know on Instagram Reform Church of Los Angeles on Facebook Reform Church of Los Angeles if you want to partner up and donate um, you can you can go to the to the tab right there on on Instagram or go to reformchurchoflosangeles.com click the donate tab and you can uh, partner us partner up with us as we seek to to do you know hood ministry healthy hood ministry and um, yeah, you can partner up by doing that. Amen, bro. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me, bro. And, uh, you know, if you're listening in on your way out, um, you know, hit that like button, subscribe, follow me for more. Until then, God bless you guys and stay up. And uh, remember, put God first over all things. Thank you for listening to Bible Theory. Bible Theory. Don't forget to share this with your homies. Support Bible Theory on Patreon. Follow me on Twitter at The Chicano Knox. Like and subscribe to Bible Theory on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more. Gracias por escuchar Bible Theory. No olvides a compartir esto con tus homies. Apoya Bible Theory and Patreon. Sígame en Twitter and The Chicano Knox. Dame un like y suscríbete a Bible Theory and Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Eve Moss. Eve Moss.